think it's extremely important to try new things and I'm a very curious person. I think that's another thing. Also, I think it's really important to be out of your comfort zone. Do you ever reflect on what your unique gifts and talents are? It's rare as women to take a moment to think of ourselves in this way. But what would happen if we made an effort to dig into what our gifts are and how we could get more enjoyment, growth and fulfillment from them in our everyday life? This is Topmast, the podcast for women in the middle of their personal and professional journey, who value continuous learning and growth and who want to dedicate time to understand themselves better. This is a space for us to collectively dive deep and witness our true talents, to feel seen by a community of women on a similar journey, and to celebrate and understand our gifts no matter where we are in life. My name is Beck Newman. I'm a creative director living and working in London. In each episode of Top Mast, I'll be in conversation with different people who identify as women about what they believe to be their greatest gifts in life. We'll unpack how each woman discovered these gifts, how she nurtures them, and how they manifest in her professional and personal lives. The women I speak to are so generous with sharing their journeys, and all of them are uncovering some brilliant insights, no matter how old they are, where they come from, where they work, or where their passions lie. I hope that in listening to these conversations, you feel invited to reflect on what your own gifts are. Because I believe that once we acknowledge and nurture our unique gifts, we can find an ongoing sense of fulfillment, wonder and purpose in our lives. My guest today is my dear, dear friend Tash, who grew up in Switzerland and now lives and works as a writer and filmmaker in London. Tash is one of those people who is endlessly curious about the world. She absolutely adores people, she loves getting to know them and listening to their stories and she is also a masterful storyteller herself. Her work is always full of heart, creativity and of course curiosity. In our conversation today we discuss placing as much importance on interpersonal skills as technical skills, looking for inspiration in diverse places and how to expand your gifts by existing beyond your comfort zone. I'm sort of starting off asking the same question of everybody, and that is how would you define what a gift is? I'd say a gift is something that's unique and makes you stand out, makes you be able to do something that other people can't or that other people admire yeah I guess that's what a gift is to me do you think you've always thought of like the concept of gifts in that way see I don't really think about think about it a lot when I see people that are gifted I'm like oh that's that's a gift like she's got she's got something that's like I wish you know that's incredible yeah I think I've always looked at it that way it's like that's something extra special something extraordinary yeah I guess I've always looked at it that way so I got you to think about three gifts that you think you have have you ever sort of taken the time to think about your gifts in that kind of way never never but when you sent me that message I was like oh my god what am I gonna I've never thought about it (laughs) 
you know, like to open to you to like, what are your best, you know, your skills and you like tailor it to the company and you're like, these are my, you know, I'm great at Photoshop and, you know, you to kind of tailor it towards what company was, but then I haven't thought about it in just a more general setting. So when you asked me, I was like, oh, this is actually really fun to think about. Yeah, what are my gifts and what am I good at and and why am I good? Why do I think I'm good at it and what? Yeah, like it was fun. It was a fun exercise, I think, for me to like think about it. And so, how did you approach the exercise of thinking about it? I I thought about what I love doing, and I thought about what people tell me I'm good at, and then I'm like, is there an overlap? <laughs> those things <laughs> that must be good then it was like it was mostly like okay I, I really love doing this and I think I'm really good at it and you know I think I'm really I think I'm a really positive person I think that's something I think I've you know I'm quite ambitious and I think that people have told me that so from that point of view I was like okay that must that's probably one of them and then I think but the, I think it's also changed over the years if you'd asked me that you know five years ago I might have said something else 10 years ago, definitely would have some, said something else. Maybe even like two months ago, would have said something else. Yeah, it, it depends which job I'm in. And, and also I feel like I'm getting better at stuff. Throughout my career, I think I'm getting mm-hmm. better at, at, at stuff. And I think one thing that I've realized is that I'm really good with people. I think I'm not as techie, for example. Like I work in quite a techie mm-hmm. industry and I think it's something that I realized, oh, I'm actually not that good with the techie stuff. I'm also not that interested in it and I'm better with like people and actors and yeah, better with that, better with dialogue rather than tech stuff, for example. Well, yeah, like tell me a bit more about that first gift of yours. You've described it to me as being good with people in general and you said particularly in terms of being able to read people and also bringing people together. Can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit more? I feel like in terms of bringing people together like I've just always loved bringing people together like also in the social setting I love you know having like Mm. a barbecue or like a little you know a little party and bringing people together and then them becoming friends like I love when I get to connect people love that but also just having lots of lovely people lots of lovely creative especially women around me I love that so I think I've always been good at like organizing social things in that sense and then when it comes to work stuff I think I then realized oh I think I'm also quite good at like recognizing people's talents or reading people and knowing what they're good at and what I think would work in terms of like a work environment like whenever Mm -hmm. I put together a crew you know quite confident in in knowing that oh this person's good at this I know exactly who to contact for this so from that point of view I think it's worked in that way as well and I just love it I love being around people talented and inspiring people so I think that's another reason I love doing it because I get inspired by the people around me by my friends so having them around me I think is it's just nice and inspiring yeah you touched on something I found quite interesting just before about like in terms of work and I feel like I can relate to this a lot actually myself you know, coming from a creative background as well. And I wonder, like, if you relate to this, where I feel like my relationship skills and interpersonal skills are 
some of my best skills as well. But when I was first starting out at my career and perhaps, you know, back at film school, the emphasis was really on the technical skills. I'm wondering if, was there ever a time where you didn't realize that that was a gift or felt, or maybe you thought it was a gift in yourself, but you didn't feel like it was valued? Like, can you relate to that at all? 100%. Yeah, massively relate to that. I think when I was starting out, I was kind of told, oh, you kind of want to work in film, get a camera, go and shoot stuff, do that, which I think is great, which I think is great because you learn so much. And then it was like, oh, you should be an assistant. Oh, you should do, like, I feel like for a lot of my career, I was like, you know, suggested stuff. And I was like, that seems cool. That seems like I'd learned something. And, but it was always emphasized, learn about this camera, learn about, you know, what is shutter speed, what is frame rate, you know, all of that kind of stuff was, was really laid on. And it was never, you know, what does an intimacy coordinator do? How do you speak to crew? How do you motivate people? Which is equally important. If you've got, I always say this, I think mm. if you've got like the most beautiful framing, the most beautiful light, you've got hair and makeup done, but the actor doesn't feel comfortable and doesn't, you know, feel comfortable and doesn't do the, the lines right, then you can forget about the whole thing. Like it's just, then it's just, to me, I think it, it is a game changer if you, can work with people and if you make people feel comfortable you get the most out of actors you get the most out of just any performer in general and it's so important mm. I really feel people underestimate that power like they're always banging on about you know the lighting and the framing and yes that all has to be right but I think the script and like the dialogue is underestimated and then the how the director or the producer speaks to the the talent makes them feel at ease is just equally as important I think um but that's something I learned later down the line that down the line I feel like yeah like you said early on it was camera tech lights Mm. and that was the most important thing was there like a specific turning point like a moment where you remember starting to really think about this as a gift and something that you valued even if you felt like other people in your kind of work environment perhaps didn't I don't think there was a specific moment I think it was a gradual process and I think I worked on some short films and just felt like they put so much work into it and so much money sometimes and so much like personal time and effort and energy into the tech stuff and it had to be the best camera and it had to be the best lenses and it had to be all of these things but they didn't do any rehearsals with the actors or they you know didn't didn't speak to them or didn't make them feel at ease and it was the emphasis was just on something completely different and multiple times I felt then when I watched the films afterwards I was like oh man that you know you can really tell that the actors didn't rehearse or didn't feel comfortable so I think for me it was a gradual process of realizing the importance of that and realizing that I'm good at that and I should utilize that a bit more and focus on that. And also the beauty of improv, but this is something I'm realizing, like, which I'm going to be doing in, in a project of mine, that in a TV pilot that I'm filming, letting actors improvise, like giving them the space to do what they're good at. I think also recognizing what people are good at and being like, you're an actor for a reason mm. and you're great at this and you've got this and you've embodied the character. I'm going to go and let you improv and, you know, within that character obviously and I think there's such a 
yeah, there's just such a beauty in it to, to let actors improv. A hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. I think like knowing you quite well these days, I feel like you're not just great at reading people, but you really see people and make them feel seen as well. That's obviously in play a lot in your personal life, but I think in your work life as well, like what you're saying in terms of encouraging actors to bring out the best performance, it's because they feel seen and appreciated and like they're in a space where they can tap into their own gifts. That's really sweet. I mean, I would say the exact same about you, to be honest. I feel like you have people feel at ease. But I think it is. And I think that, but that also like making people feel seen and, and valued on set, for example, I think also I'm so glad I've worked as a camera assistant. I'm so glad I've worked as a runner because it also makes you appreciate mm. those people on set, I think. And they do not get an extras and, and all these people that don't get enough recognition and frankly enough money on set. And I have conversations <laughs> with friends of mine all the time who, you know, are extras or camera assistants or whatever. And it's like, they're just not valued enough and not seen, oftentimes really not seen on set. And I think that's really, really important that they are and they are valued and seen and recognised. Yeah, so that's really important to me. I'm curious to know if you feel like that this has been something that's been a part of you like since you were a child like do you feel like you've been able to kind of read people and understand people like since you were a little kid I think so I think a part of me yes I've always been interested in people I find people fascinating I find everybody has a story and it's interesting and I know it's such a cliche thing to say but everybody has a story and it is I think I've just always been fascinated by people so therefore I think I've yeah, always. I, I think once there's an interest, you learn how to like, yeah, read people better or like, oh, I need to get to know that person or I need to, what's that person's story and what's that person's deal? And so it's definitely, yeah, I think probably it's something that I've been doing for, for a while. Yeah. Where do you think this has come from? Do you think you came out of the womb like this or like, is it like your upbringing or is it being the eldest child? Like, where is this ability, this interest in people and wanting to understand people? Where do you think that's come from? I don't know. Good question. I mean, I feel like, so there's lots of tapes of me telling stories on camera when I was a little girl because my grandmother lived in Scotland and my mum would record me to send her videos to show me growing up. And she'd pop me in front of the camera and be like, Tash, tell us a story. And then I would go on and just and she would encourage i think an interest in people she would encourage me to tell stories she would really encourage just like an interest in general in the world so i think yeah there's several times where like she's filming me and then my brother did something and there's a slow pan like towards my brother and i'm still like <laughs> chatting away some of the stories made no sense you know it was a terrible story but yeah i think my parents were very encouraging when it comes to just having an interest in people and listening to people and yeah I think also because they came from different countries my mum was an only child for example as well and she always taught me the value of friendships and the value of yeah just keeping for having friends and and checking in with them and having an interest in people and I think that's all linked somehow yeah so correct all the credit goes to my parents as always <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. I, I mean, I think a lot of us people who've ended up in creative careers, I think, yeah, you can often look back at our childhood and find little hints or big hints <laughs> of us doing creative things. I mean, it all comes down to storytelling, doesn't it? And I do think a lot about like what I used to do as a kid and how I actually feel like I'm going back to thinking about how I used to spend my time as a kid when I felt like I had all the time in the world and what kind of things would I come up with and yeah funnily enough used to make my own radio show which and made my sister do the weather report and I'd give the news updates and maybe that's a precursor to the podcast (laughs) It definitely is. Oh my god, that's so cute. I was just gonna yeah. say, well, what were you like? But I can just see little Beck, yeah, sitting on a bedroom floor. Yeah, this is early. This is like Windows ninety eight voice recorder kind of times. But I'm really interested to hear. You've mentioned your second gift as having good ideas, having weird ideas, even. Explain to me what you mean by that. And also, I'm wondering, do you feel like this comes from those childhood times as well and all the storytelling? I, I Probably it does. Probably it does. Yeah. I remember in one of those, we had like friendship books. Did you have them where you like hand them over? We had them in class and you hand them over. And this was like, you know, when I was like oh, eight yes. or nine. And people had to like write in and put a photo of themselves and be like. And I remember mm. a friend of mine put in she wrote you always have great ideas and I thought that was amazing I was like (laughs) and another friend of mine was like I think you'll go into advertising you always come up with these like crazy weird things and so I think yeah I've always and I'm also I think I'm a bit weird I think I have you know I think sometimes my brain works a bit differently yeah just I'm a bit weird I like weird stuff I like weird films sometimes I see something and I'm like oh that looks weird I need to take a picture or for a while I was obsessed with like old men sitting on benches and like I just thought that was the cutest thing like I don't know this just ran this very random stuff I I'm drawn to yeah so I think I've always had that I think I've always had that and I think from a certain weirdness and silliness I think I'm also quite silly so I think from a certain weirdness and silliness usually come great ideas I think if you're not afraid to be silly then you can yeah have great ideas I also recently Mm. did our mutual friend Sal she convinced me to do an improv session improv comedy and acting she's like you need to do it it's great for coming up with ideas and you need to do it she meant she recommended it to me too (laughs) you need to do it it's the best thing honestly I was terrified and then I went in and it was so good because it does make you come up with ideas on the spot and it also makes you think of different things in different ways so we did this game where someone starts off and you say it's like a group of five and I start off and say guys remember that time we went to Spain on holiday and then the next person builds on that it's like yeah remember that time we went on holiday to Spain and Paul died and that you know and so the story builds on the spot and by the end you've created this like weird and wonderful story and so it makes you I don't know it just triggers and creativity and ideas that are amazing. And from, from doing that session, I was like, okay, if I'm ever stuck, I think I'll try like a little improv session with a friend and just just to come up with like weird and wonderful stuff. Yeah. 
So that that's my lesson learned from from that. Mm, highly recommend I it. Love it. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. I think you'd love it. Yeah. I think I would as well. So I like it's interesting that you say that you feel like you've always like come up with these kind of weird ideas, found inspiration from lots of diverse places and that's something that you've just kind of sounds like again it's something that you've inherently got but then doing things like taking an improv class like how important is it to you to be like developing things that you see as your gifts and kind of doing new things learning new things extremely important I think it's extremely important to try new things and I'm a very curious person. I think that's another thing. I'm very curious. I'm always interested in things. And there's a thousand things I want to do. And unfortunately, there's not always enough time. But yeah, the improv thing is one of those things that I've been meaning to do for ages. And when I did it, and just the day before, I was like so stressed out. I was like, do I have time to do it? And I was like, ah. And then I did it. And I'm so glad I did because it ended up being one of the best things I've done recently. But I think it's also, it feeds back to to all the creativity I think all these different things that you do are somehow linked and inspire you and I think you know I used to volunteer in a gallery and that inspired me for something else for the framing in a certain project or you know doing this improv thing has inspired me and I think it's all it's really important to get or just to do different things and get inspiration from different things and also I think it's really important to be out of your comfort zone I think the comedy thing was definitely something that wasn't completely in my comfort zone because I don't see myself as a comedian I would never call myself a comedian but it but it you know I think it's good to push yourself to places that what was it what was it I think it was Michelle Obama in her book she wrote comfortably afraid I'm comfortably afraid and it's like I like that yes so I kind of want to be comfortably afraid sometimes yeah that's really like fascinating to me like thinking about this concept of like tapping into something that's your gift but at the same time being out of your comfort zone with it like what does that look like to you is it like trying to learn something new about your gift is it channeling something new adding something to it taking away from it like what what does that look like for you where you're both tapping into your gift and out of your comfort zone well I feel like in in the comedy in that improv session it was like just flipping it so I was on the other side I wasn't a director or someone who's dealing with people and and, you know interacting with them telling them what to do and I was on the other side I was one of the actors I was one of those people in front of the camera acting out sketches and but I think it's it's great because it gives me again it gives me an understanding of what it feels like for the actors so now when I ask them to do improv I know what it feels like and I can then be like, hey, I've got this strategy that I did in this improv class. How about we start off with, there's this thing in improv called yes, yes, and. And so you build, so you say, yes, I take what you've just said and I'm going to build on that. And so no, just knowing those like strategies, I think is going to help me in my job. So maybe it's, yeah, I guess flipping or seeing a different side, jumping on the other side. I think that's always good. Mm. So this ability of yours to think up new and fresh and weird and wonderful ideas, it's obviously super connected to your work. 
how important is it to you that you get to really like flex your gifts in your work and your career? Yeah, it's, I think it's super important to be able to to flex that that gift because otherwise it gets frustrating. I think over a longer period of time, you're like, ah, I'm not being utilized properly. <laughs> yeah, I've worked for several production companies and we would just be banging out the same video over and over again, talking heads and B-roll, and it's like that you can do that but then it's it's like well what about if we do this and we'd come up with these like ideas and I'd present stuff and they'd be like yeah 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 that's cool but we're gonna do what we've done before and I would get really frustrated Mm -hmm. and be like but we've been doing that so a lot of what about if we try something else and I think in the corporate world sometimes that's just not what they want and that's not the safe option and this you know you kind of have to respect that but I think it's massively important to be able to do that and have project where you feel like oh I'm actually utilizing what I'm good at and yeah showing that and and it's being put to use I think that's so rewarding Mm. as well that feels good I feel like it's it's frustrating when you work on something and you feel like it isn't the best it could be yeah I think every now and then those kind of moments come up in any career like whether it's creative or or a different type of industry. How do you manage that situation when you find yourself in that moment when you feel like your gifts aren't being valued or listened to? How do you manage the situation externally in terms of working with others, but then also how do you manage that for yourself internally so that you can keep going? (laughs) It's tricky, I think. I've definitely, I think there's also time and a place. Like sometimes I'm on set and I'm a camera assistant and then it's not my place to make creative decisions. Then I have a specific job I'm there to do and I can give an input, but it's not, you know, I think there's a time and a place as well for that. But yeah, I think it is sometimes frustrating. And and I guess it's about also realizing, okay, if I can't do or utilize this in this moment, I can try and do it somewhere else so I can... I think it's really important to have passion projects. Like the more corporate stuff I do, the more I'm like, I also need a project that's a passion project and then I can just, you know, live out my weird and wonderful ideas. And yeah, I think that's so important to have that because otherwise you just lose lose interest and lose passion and you can sink into this, into this hole or you can be in this kind of hamster wheel where you're just pumping out the same stuff and you're doing, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, it's really important to push your creativity and and do stuff just even if nobody sees it I feel like it doesn't have to be something that Mm. you know you post on Instagram or even if it's just for yourself but like that you've created something that you're like oh yeah you know I was able to be creative in that and I was able to use my skills with that I think that's really important to me at least Mm, so it sounds like at the end of the day as long as you have projects where you feel like your passion is coming alive and you're really getting to showcase your gifts and feel great about it internally, does that mean that you feel like the external validation isn't as important? And so if those situations come up where you feel like people aren't valuing your input, that makes it easier to manage? It does, I think. I mean, there's definitely been moments where I was like disappointed if someone didn't value my opinion but I think as 
as I get older, I also sometimes just accept it. And I'm like, that's okay. Not everybody is going to have the same vision or, or see your talent or want to hear your input. And I think there's only so many times you can say, I think, you know, what about if we looked at it this way? There's only so many times you can say that if someone doesn't want to take that on board or, or sees it in a different way, then that's also okay. And that's the way they're going to do it. I think it used to frustrate me more, but I think I've come, become calmer in that sense. <laughs> but I think it's, if it's, if it's one of my projects, like, I think also sometimes if you're having like a bad day or a stressful day, then, you know, you're not on the same form. And I did an interview with someone for something and I just wasn't, I was feeling tired and stressed and I feel like the interview could have been better. I feel like I could have asked better questions. I think, you know, all of these things. And then I was annoyed at myself. I was like, ah, I feel like, you know, I could have gotten better answers out of the person if I'd been in better form. Because I knew that I could, like, I just knew that would have been possible. So, yeah, I feel like there's moments of frustration that that happens sometimes. Yeah. So I guess like in those moments where you feel like you haven't flexed your gift as much as you would have liked usually how do you manage that for yourself i accept it and and I, and but it also i think now i think i then think okay i i know what i would have done and i know how i would have done it differently and for my project i'm going to do it differently and i think that's yeah that's how i go about it i feel like i do try and give an input i do try and because I've been on sets and directing something and someone has come up to me and has said, hey, have you thought about doing this? And I was like, that's a great idea. Let's fucking do that. So I think there's always a way to, you know, on any project kind of give an input and say like, hey, have you thought about it? Because different people have different views. We all come from different backgrounds and have different interpretations. And everybody, I think the best idea wins. I think if you're in a room, regardless of what your position is, if you have a great idea that, you know, that's best for the project that should win that should be what goes ahead not because of where your position is on set yeah how do you deal with it it's a tricky question I think yeah I think I used to be like super hard on myself I think it's I think I just have to work on acceptance really because when it is something that you feel like is so connected to your identity it can be hard to accept when you feel like you haven't reached your full potential but I think I think honestly just over the years I've just had to accept and be okay with the fact that our and like my energy really fluctuates you know and it also on the flip side just means that when I feel like my creative juices are flowing I jump on it like whether that's at five in the morning or it's like 11 at night like if I've got that energy, I just let it flow. And then it that kind of also helps me feel like when it's not flowing and when I'm not feeling my best, I can potentially just rest. Yeah, yeah. Don't always have the chance to do that because sometimes you just have a client shoot booked in, right? And it's, you know, but where I can, I try not to force it, especially if it is my own projects. I think it's also like, like you said, I think it's also important to figure out when are you you're most productive or you're most creative. Like I've realized in the morning, like I'm way better in the mornings. Like I wake up and then I could start immediately like writing stuff down. And, and like, for me, there's, I'm very productive in the mornings. I'm not so much productive in the evenings. 
I want to come to your third gift, third and final for today. You've described that as you being extremely ambitious and believing that anything is possible. Can you tell me a bit more about what you mean by that? I'm delusional. I'm delusional. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I honestly, truthfully believe that if you want something enough, you can get it. I honestly believe that. And I think the people who do are the people who succeed. If you want something enough, you can make it happen. Like for most things. And obviously, you know, I'm in quite a privileged position. I completely see that as well. Also as a white person, as a white girl from Switzerland, you know, you're starting off in a very privileged position. I see that. But I think it's also, yeah, if you want something enough, I think anything is is possible. And I think I've always had that belief. And I think my parents have always like instilled that in me early on. I think also as a woman, you know, I think my mom was always someone who was like, you can be anything, you can be anyone. You know, there's no limitations based mm. on your gender. There's no limitations based on anything. You know, you can just be anything, anything you want. And I think I yeah, truly believe that. So I think that's, mm. I think it's really important if you aim, because there's so many, so many blockers. And I remember when I first started writing like this TV pilot that I'm writing at the moment, someone said to me, oh, you need to want it 200%. You need to want it to 100% isn't enough. You need to want it 200% because so many people are going to block it and you're going to get so many no's and so many people are going to say it's not possible. So you need to 200% believe that it's possible. So like, yeah, cool. Well, that's good because I do. And I think it is possible. And I think I've just always, yeah, had that. Netflix, if you're listening, I'll put Tasha's Instagram in the show notes. <laughs> Please plug it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more about like positivity. I, I gravitate towards positivity. I think it's all about perspective. And I think it's really important to be positive with work, with your personal life, I think in general. I think you're the same. I mm. think that's why also we get along really well. I think you're a very positive person and I think that's just nice. I mean, it doesn't mean that things don't always work out and there's things that don't go your way and things that happen that you're like, oh shit. Mm. But I think it's always a way of looking at it and perspective and being positive at the end of the day. Yeah, I I agree. Like I, I am very similar in that respect. I also have that in common with you that I'm from a very privileged background So that has given me a leg up. And so I always want to acknowledge that. And I know that you're very conscious of that yourself. Above and beyond that, I think even if you compare yourself to your peers, so thinking about people that have had a similar level of privilege to you, I still think that your ambition and positivity goes above and beyond so I think there's there's privilege that comes from our upbringings that you and I have. But then I do also think that there's a little something extra there. Where do you think that has come from? I think that's mostly a work ethic as well. I think you have a very strong work ethic. And I think that's something, again, we have in common. Like, I think it is, it is about, like, pursuing that and the, just working really hard. You know, there is you have an advantage, but then it's also just working really hard and, and doing all sorts of jobs and not being too good for something. Like I've literally had people who 
have said who have come to London and have said, oh well, no, I don't want to be a runner. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm you know nothing. I'm, I'm beyond that. And I feel like you're never beyond something. Like you, I would never. Mm-hmm. You know, I did all the runner jobs. I, I'm still camera assist. Like all, I think we have that in common as well. Where you just like you do anything, anything that's needed, and anything that will get you forward. And mm. I think it's a work ethic more than anything. But I think you're right. I think it is important to acknowledge your background. I think it is important to acknowledge where you started off from. But then, yeah, I think it's also then important to try and get other people in. Like I really try consciously to get women on set and to give them the same opportunities that I had. I think it's giving back in that sense and and really kind of helping others in the industry. I think that's super important. Yeah, I think positivity is infectious. Yeah. And I think ambition can be as well. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And what they say, if you surround yourself with people, you know, your five people you surround yourself with, that's, you know, you turn into those. And I think if you surround yourself with people that are positive and ambitious, and then that's the best way forward. Because you all inspire each other and you're like vibing off each other. And I get so inspired by all of my friends. I have and you're one of them, you know, I've, I've, I've got incredibly, and especially women, incredibly talented women in my life that I just look up to and be inspired by, you know. And I feel, unfortunately, a lot of the time we're like made out to like go against each other and, you know, this like catfighting or, you know, against boys. And I don't think that should be the case. I think we should be empowering each other and, you know, celebrating each other and, I went to a burlesque show recently that a friend of mine was doing and I was in this room full of especially women just celebrating these other women and it was just so beautiful like these girls would get on stage and like yeah clapping and just a room full of encouragement that was just so beautiful to see and feel and yeah that's what it should be like I think always it's like this circle where you're feeling ambitious you're feeling positive and so that gets passed on to people around you but then you're also surrounding yourself very consciously with people that are ambitious and positive as well and so that feeds back to you yeah 100% I mean it is and I think the older you get the more you realize it's about the energy and the more you realize okay this person is just draining me or I feel really drained after seeing this person. My energy levels are so low after hanging out with this person or working with this person. And then you just don't anymore. Like, I don't anymore. I, yeah, I feel life is too short to to be around those people and to work with those people and have them in my life. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite conscious of that now. Thinking about all of these gifts of yours that we've discussed today, when I talk to you about, like, the concept of your identity and who you are how do they connect with what you see as your identity are they an important aspect are they the only aspect are they one aspect how does that fit in yeah Oof. <laughs> um, I think they massively impact my identity I think as a creative I identify a lot through my work. My work is not just my work. It's part of who I am. It's my passion. It's it's a lifestyle. It's, you know, it's more than just a job. I think being a filmmaker and being 
making, telling stories, I think is a massive part of me. And be, bringing people together and being social is a massive part of me. It's something I enjoy, something I gain energy from, something I love doing. Yeah, I feel I identify a lot through my work. And I think maybe I need to think a bit more about how I identify myself outside of that as well. Like I was, I remember dating a guy and he, he's like, what kind of person do you want to be? And I immediately started talking about work and creative stuff and, and projects and films and stuff. And he's like, yeah, but outside of, like, apart from your work. And I was like, oof, yeah. Like, yeah, what kind of person do I want to be outside of, outside of that? Um, yeah, so I think that's something that is an ongoing project and an ongoing discovery for me. And I think I've also changed a lot. I think I'm constantly changing, constantly developing new skills or new sides to myself or discovering new sides to myself. So yeah, ongoing and ongoing project. I've also started therapy recently and that's been big in terms of like discovering some stuff and and yeah, just, yeah, realizing who I am. (laughs) Oh, that's so wonderful. I feel like when we give ourselves the opportunity to reflect on what our real gifts are, whether that's to do with our career or our personal life. I personally think that it just adds so much enrichment to our life. Would you agree with that? And how have you seen that? How have you seen that play out in your life? Yeah, I feel like you're right. I feel like we're never really given the time to do that. I feel like it's so school okay what are you going to do next what do you like you need to kind of decide really quickly what you're going to do and where you're going and especially nowadays like now I feel like I'm just stressed and and, you know like there's so much happening that you rarely have the time to actually sit down and be like hold on a minute what am I good at and you know I feel like the beginning when I was like 16 or something we had this day where it was like figure out your career and that was the only time I was in a room and there was like all these different folders I remember sitting in that room there were all these different folders of like science you know medicine art like those and and you did these tests to figure out what are you good at what do you you know which career path do you want to go down and I remember for example I was really interested in psychology and wanted to go and study psychology for a long period of time and so I went to like a taster session at the university in Zurich and it was so heavily math like math and statistic so that that was like the main focus in that kind of session and I walked out thinking this is the opposite of what I'm good at I'm terrible at maths and I'm terrible at statistics I'm terrible at all of that like this is so not what I thought it was and I I would be not good at that so I didn't pursue that and later on I learned yeah that is a big part of it but there's also so much more that you know goes into it and uh, yeah I'm glad I ended up in in the creative industry but you know I feel like there's definitely it's definitely always important to to do that actually to sit down and think about what you give to and I think it was nice that you prompted that like I hadn't thought about that actually for a long time yeah Hmm. do you think you'll like think about it more in the future I think I will yeah I think I will because it's really beneficial for everybody because then you figure out okay what am I good at what do I want to do and how can I utilize it and where do I see my career going and yeah, I think it's massively important. I think I've underestimated how important it is, actually. The more I think about it, 
I'm like, hmm, it's actually really important. Because otherwise you're just, you know, in day-to-day life and you're like going through, doing a job, doing this, next project, next project. And it, it, it then probably takes longer to realize what your gifts are rather than, and maybe also ask your friends. I think it's always good to get feedback from people. I'm a big believer in feedback. Say it all the time with the dating apps and everything. Give feedback. So it's probably also good in your career to be like, to tell it. And that's another thing. I think my mom always tells me, give positive feedback to people. Like it's not all, you know, she'll always be going up to the waiters and telling them, thank you very much for the great service. You know, as a kid, I used to be really embarrassed. She would always go up to people and like, you know, give them positive encouragement and I was like oh does she have to go and like speak to everyone does she have to you know and now I'm like I get it it's important (laughs) and well done and I've started doing it I've started like yeah telling people when they're good at something yeah yeah that's lovely so I guess just to kind of wrap everything up where do you feel like your gift's gonna take you going forward I'd love to say I'll be an incredible writer down the line. I, I, I really enjoy writing and I think I might be slightly dyslexic. So that's always kept, held me back from, I think, pursuing that a bit more. Like I've always thought, mm-hmm. oh, my grandma, I mean, I've been told my grandma's terrible. I was always, that was always a, a blocker for me not to do it. And then I was like, fuck it. I just, I enjoy doing it. And now I'm in a write club and writing the script and I feel like it's something I really enjoy doing it's something I want to learn more about and become better at and yeah just flex that a bit thank you so much for listening to this episode of Top Mast If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts.